Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Take a drive anywhere in Northumberland County, and you're sure to come upon a beautiful landscape. We all know the rolling hills, beautiful forests, lakes, and streams. Within the next 30 years or sooner, Northumberland County could grow to 122,000 people. Right now, there are about 85,000. Already the pressure is on. Those numbers could be surpassed a lot sooner as more people move to the area in record numbers. It is one of the reasons housing prices are going through the roof. What is going to happen to that beautiful countryside? One person at the forefront of this is Dwayne Campbell. He is the manager of planning for the county. He's going to tell us what is going to be done. He just submitted a plan to county politicians to protect all the natural features at the same time deal with all the growth. I'm so pleased to have with me today Dwayne Campbell, manager of planning and inspection services with Northumberland County. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Am I correct in understanding last week a presentation went before a committee for the first major amendment to the official plan for the county? Uh, I understand it's trying to protect natural spaces. Now, everybody knows we have the county forest, and isn't that good enough? Or what are you trying to achieve with this amendment? Well, I guess in, in a nutshell, there's, there's, there's two things that we're really, really trying to achieve. And... Uh, the first is is protecting not only the county forest, but some of those natural features that are across the landscape in Northumberland County. And yes, all of our local municipalities currently have different levels of policy with respect to protection and enhancement of natural heritage. Um, but what we wanted to do was take a comprehensive look across the entire landscape to make sure that we were doing things consistently across the entire region. The second part is the province has said we kind of have to do this um, so that we're, we're, we're bringing two pieces of information together, what, what, what provincial legislation says and also what's in a local context from the municipalities. Could you explain the relationship then between the county documents and what your policies are going to impose and what the local municipalities have in place and how those two fit together or don't? Yeah, absolutely. So planning in, in, in Northumberland in a regional county context is, is, is a relatively uh, new service that the county provides. There was no county planning service before 2014. And that's when the first county official plan was developed, 
Before that, it was all of the local municipalities, seven of them across Northumberland that had uh, individual official plans. Um, but the province uh, came along and said, Northumberland, we need you to have an official plan to look at those land uses in between the municipalities. As we all know, land uses, natural features, for example, don't follow municipal boundaries. Woodlots, stream corridors, uh, valleys, they don't follow the, 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 the political boundaries that uh, have been set in in, in, in municipalities, they, they, they cross over. And so, um, like I said, what we wanted to do was create something at a county scale that would um, be consistent across the region. One of the, one, of the, one of the differences is the county plan and natural heritage system is broad based. And then, so what happens is as it trickles down and the policies and, 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 and development trickle down to the municipal level, they become more detailed and site specific. We're looking at the largest of the large woodlands and the mainstream corridors and wetland areas in the county. And like I said, as it gets down into the lower levels of the uh, municipalities and the zoning bylaws, that's where finer details and refinements start to play into it. I know some people, when they hear the word planning, their eyes glaze over, but uh, for other people who might think this is uh, differently, why do we need to make a big deal about protecting natural spaces? Well, I could think of a few reasons. Um, conservation, biological diversity, uh, ecosystem services, pollinators, uh, you know, climate change, uh, legacy for the Northumberland uh, uh, and, and, and area. I've heard, you know, when we started the, the project back in 2017-18, one of the first exercises that we did was uh, kind of took the pulse of the community and we went out and had uh, just an open frank discussion with with residents about you know if this were something that we were going to do and, and undertake in terms of natural heritage system planning what are some of the key objectives that uh, we, 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 we should be thinking about in terms of a vision and, and goals and objectives and the overwhelming response from, from people and, 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 and the residents and businesses across the county was, we need to have something that is going to preserve for the long term, that is going to uh, conserve some of the natural spaces that we have and not turn it in, not turn everything into uh, development or urbanized or, 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 or the concrete jungle. There's, there's, a, there's a strong, uh, um, public will and interest to protect the countryside and some of those natural areas. How do you define a natural space worth protecting? And could you give us some examples? Uh, so, so part of that uh, is, 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 is technical. Um, the, there's, there's a couple different ways to look at it. And, and, and the way we took was, was, was uh, there's, there's, there's certain features uh, across the landscape that we, we, we have 
defined or, or, or distinguished. And I mentioned a couple of them, woodlots, uh, wetlands, valley lands, those are the diff some, 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 some different features. Um, and, and some of those are already defined and mapped for us by the province and the conservation authorities. Um, there are certain features that have um, uh, provincial status, wetlands, for example, provincially significant wetlands are something that uh, uh, some people may be familiar with. They are the, um, 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 how would you say, the, 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 the most um, uh, important wetland features uh, that, that uh, with such protection and pr uh, priority in the eyes of the province that development uh, is not uh, permitted anywhere, anywhere on them. There are other features, uh, again, with special designations in legislation from the province, areas of natural and scientific interest um, that, uh, again, have a special, a special place in the province's hearts. And, and then that trick, again, comes down to the municipalities, and it's up to the municipalities in, in terms of implementation to protect those, those areas. Um, so there's that first layer of the natural heritage system that we look at, but then there are more localized um, uh, features as well. So not only did we identify all of those, those, those provincial features on a map, but we looked beyond and said, okay, what are the areas important to Northumberland County? Uh, some of the woodlots, for example, uh, we looked at uh, ones that were of a significant size. So we look at, at, at size first, we look at uh, um, how close they are to other features. So if a wetland is beside, uh, uh, sorry, if a woodland is beside a wetland, it gets a higher score in terms of a level of protection. And then we develop policies to uh, accompany each of those features. So um, uh, like I said, there's, there's, uh, significant woodlands, there's regionally important woodlands, and then there's other woodlands, each one with a higher degree of, 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 of policy protection and, and conservation associated with them. So with the magic of uh, uh, technology and uh, being able to map these features and do it across the entire region and be able to uh, look at different sizes and uh, thresholds in terms of uh, habitat for different species. Um, we're able to uh, um, attribute uh, different levels of significance or importance to them and then uh, assign uh, policies appropriately. It seems like a lot of people in the boat have oars in the water. Because you've mentioned the provincial government, we've mentioned local, you've also referred to the conservation authority, yes. which a lot of what you're talking about would seem to fall under their bailiwick. So why is it necessary then for the county to get its oar in the water? And how is what you're doing different from, say, the conservation authority or what's already being done provincially? I, I, would, I would say that it is clarifying things. And I like to describe... Uh, the county and specifically county planning uh, in the following way. We're, we're, we're a bridge between that broad provincial policy and local municipal implementation. So in the one sense, I mentioned earlier that the province has uh, directed and said, 
all upper tier counties, uh, uh, municipalities such as North Humberland are required to implement this natural heritage system plan or a natural heritage system plan. And so we take that as an opportunity to now put uh, what, what, what the province has in a broad perspective across the entire province, all of Ontario, into our own jurisdiction and, and, and with our own context on it. Um, we work closely with our uh, conservation authority friends, of course, who have their own legislative requirements, which are really geared more into um, um, uh, hazardous areas. So, you know, uh, waterfronts and flooding, uh, stormwater management. Yes, it kind of involves natural heritage features, but it's the municipalities, uh, both local and the county's responsibility to ensure that long-term protection and also for uh, um, uh, uh, growth management, which is, uh, you know, another segment of our official plan update. It all, it all kind of comes together to create what is what we have now is the, the, the Northumberland official plan. If I'm a farmer and I'm listening to this, I might get a bit worried. Uh, it sounds like you guys are creating a whole bunch of new regulations that are going to prevent me from saying, build a new barn or an outbuilding or, you know, start planting my crops or clearing some space so I can expand my operation. Mm -hmm. Is this true? Is this something uh, farmers should be worried about? Uh, no, no, I don't think it's anything that farmers need to be worried about. And, uh, uh, you know, in, 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 when we were developing that vision for the natural heritage system, we were very uh, careful to, to, to make sure that um, and understand that the, the impact that it would have on the, uh, the agricultural sector in Northumberland County, one of the biggest um, economic sectors in the region. And um, we, we, we took the approach that uh, anything that we do in terms of natural heritage protection, policy development, conservation, um, is going to have exceptions for the farming community. And uh, like the items you mentioned in terms of building a barn, um, expanding areas for crop production, those are uh, 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 recognized in the policy and able to continue as normal farm, farming practices. Uh, we consulted with uh, um, the, the farming community. Uh, we have a agricultural advisory committee uh, with uh, Northumberland County that were involved in the process. And I've, I've, I've briefed them and talked to them. Um, you got to remember too that, that, that farming and farmers, much like what we're trying to do, are stewards of the land. And you need to protect some of, the, some of that land for the long term if we're going to continue a land use like agriculture. If you drive around the county, you'll find lots where there once was wood or a small forest and, and suddenly there's a bulldozer and they're taking down trees and so someone can build a house. Mm -hmm. How do these policies that you've, you've introduced um, are going to impact this kind of, of development? Really, really what you're going to see in terms of uh, um, future development within the, I'll call it the, the rural area or the countryside of Northumberland is you'll start to see some, 
some some areas uh, being restricted from new lot creation. So existing lots, they're there. They can have a house on them if that's what they're intended to be zoned for. Um, but uh, you're going to see fewer and fewer lots being created in the countryside, especially if they have a significant natural feature on them, something like a woodlot or a wetland. And that's been um, a, a direction of the province for some time. This natural heritage system will um, um, further implement that requirement for uh, directing growth to urban areas and maintaining or conserve, conserving the, uh, the, the rural areas of, of, of the county. What has been the reaction of the local municipalities to that? Because I, I know that there's a lot of uh, people who own land, um, you know, have had parcels of land for a long period of time, and then they start severing the various lots. And I know municipalities like to grant these because it, mm -hmm. it increases their tax base, keeps their taxes low. Mm -hmm. How have they responded to uh, this kind of a proposal? Well, I mean, so far, I think it's I think it's been been positive. Like I said, there's there's a strong uh, public will, and I'd, I'd argue a political will too to recognize there are some some uh, natural heritage features that that warrant protection and that level of, of protection. And uh, we did a we did a, a high level analysis of you know the number of of of, of lots that are going to be impacted. And we have to remember these are the the largest of the large woodlands, the most significant areas of uh, the county. Um, and the reality is there's, there's, there's not that many lots that are going to be impacted. Most lots, most, most, most 45,000 residential properties are in Northumberland County right now. And the vast majority of those have at least one cleared area or portion that is adjacent to a road that can still have a house built on it. Um, so we're not too concerned that it's going to, um, um, you know, stop all development in the rural area, but it is going to, like I said, protect those, those most significant, largest of the largest natural heritage features. What if I'm a homeowner now and with a lot adjacent to some woods or a naturalized area and I want to build a shed or a garage or an outbuilding? What do these policies mean to me? Well, the good thing is the zoning is not changing on any of these properties. We're talking, like I said, broad countywide uh, uh uh, land use designations in the official plan. So right now, zoning is not changing. So if you're zoned to have a house with an outbuilding or a shed, you can go to your local municipal building official and get a building permit for that. The natural heritage system that, uh, that, that we're implementing and that uh, um, um, the Economic Development uh, Tourism and Planning Committee adopted on December 1st, is going to be triggered when Planning Act applications are made. And when I say Planning Act applications, I mean things like uh, subdivisions, consent, official plan amendment. It does not impact um, existing zoning regulations or building permits. That's a different, that's not a Planning Act requirement. I'm sure homeowners will be glad to hear that. 
If I'm a cottager on Rice Lake or along the Trent River, and we've talked about the different habitats, wildlife habitat, water habitat, wetland habitat, Mm -hmm. will this impact my property? And what about things like building a dock or an addition to my cottage? Again, I know it seems redundant, but I think it's important because these groups, you know, they're hearing this and you worry about stuff like this. Yeah, no, no, you, it's a fair question and one that I've heard throughout the process of, as we've engaged with, with, uh, with, with the communities. Um, and, and, and the answer is really the same. If, uh, if, 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 if a property is zoned and, and, and allowed to have those types of uses today, they will continue to be allowed to have those types of uses after the natural heritage system uh, plan is, 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 is approved and, and in effect. Um, so, uh, you know, building a dock, same thing. That's, you don't need a planning act application to build a dock um, or, or a shed or, or, or something on one of those cottages. How does this policy protect Indigenous lands? Well, I mean, we, we, we spoke, uh, again, when we started this project, we consulted with uh, Alderville First Nation, Black Oak Savannah Group, um, that group actually sat on a technical committee uh, with us as we developed the natural heritage system. So I think, uh, um, you know, generally in support and much like uh, the farming community that we talked about, stewards of the land looking to protect uh, some of these, these features and recognizing the importance of the natural area. Um, were some of the were 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 were, were some of the uh, notions that came out of some of those technical meetings, so I think general support from from Alderville uh, is 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 what we heard. We also held a um, or as part of the um, joint council meetings between county council and Alderville, the natural heritage system was 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 discussed, um, and uh, again I think a, a project that. Uh, all we're looking forward to uh, receiving and, and, and at least seeing how it would come to fruition. If I understand a lot of what you've been saying, one of the big areas that this is going to impact are developers who are putting in new subdivisions or doing large scale development. And I, I guess the question they must be asking is, are these policies going to create new demands on my business going forward? I'm, I mean, are my, is there going to be additional uh, environmental impact studies, timelines of getting uh, approvals, and who's going to pay for what? And is this going to slow down my my projects? I think I think I'd start by saying most developers in 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 the community in in Northumberland community um, understand that development, large scale development and growth is directed to the urban areas and not necessarily in the rural countryside, Um, which makes sense because you have the infrastructure in your urban areas, the water, the sewer, for the most part, it's where your, uh, you know, your your schools and your shopping are are, are associated. So uh, the, the, the bulk of developers uh, interests are within the natural are within the urban areas, and the natural heritage system, as it applies to uh, urban areas, does require some environmental impact studies. But that has 
always been the case in terms of development. So you're not going to see uh, um, much difference in the process and uh, timing of uh, development applications because uh, the development community is aware that those requirements already exist. We've simply put the features on a map and put the policies behind it to hopefully uh, um, um, show people what's required and, and, and put up front to the development community, again, consistently across the county, the requirements. So uh, there shouldn't be any surprises and, uh, and, and, and uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll still see those developments taking place uh, in our urban areas. One of the things a lot of people who live in rural areas worry about is access to water. And I know, noted when I read through the policies that there are uh, exemptions um, within key hydrological areas. And if a developer or a, a, someone building a house can demonstrate uh, the hydrological function and the quantity and the quality of water is protected, they can go ahead. Now, when you first read that, that doesn't sound like good news for people who worry about wells drying up in the middle of summer. How are you protecting the water table so that everybody's going to have access to water and we're not going to continue to have problems, especially with climate change and things changing so radically where people's wells are drying up? Right, right. No, great, great question. And I guess the, 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 um, the answer is, 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 is I think you said it in the, in the question, hydrogeological assessments. And on every new development that the county considers, um, you're required to do that hydrogeological assessment. And that's the case today. That was, that was, that's always been the case even before the Natural Heritage System Plan because water is essential to life. And you, know, you need to have uh, a, a sufficient water supply in order for um, a house to be built or a subdivision uh, to go in. Um, there are kind of going off on a tangent a little bit, but there are there are provincial guidelines that we have to follow to ensure that the quantity and quality of the water is sufficient. Um, and like I said, in every every new subdivision proposal that the uh, that the county reviews, um, that that is a requirement that uh, that gets looked at. Now, along with this amendment or these changes to the to the uh, official plan regarding natural heritage, there was another report that came forward on growth. And I think this one is equally important and probably a little harder to understand. But when we talk about people coming here to live, what are the growth projections for this area? And how is that going to impact all these things that we've just talked about? We, we, <laughs> there are the growth projections for Northumberland County being part of the greater Golden Horseshoe and a very specific provincial plan for the greater Golden Horseshoe um, gets our, 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 our growth forecast from the provincial government. And the numbers for Northumberland indicate a population of 122,000 people and 44,000 jobs by the year 
2051, which is a significant amount um, for where we currently are and works out to about 1,000 new people a year for the next 30 years, or about a 1% growth rate, about 30,000 new people uh, in, in the next 30 years. Doing the natural heritage system first was somewhat strategic because we knew the areas that needed to be the protection to need to be protected and conserved. And now we're looking at how we can accommodate and where we will accommodate uh, that new growth and development within our existing urban areas. So what does that mean? Are we talk if if we're talking about you know real examples? Um, are we going to set boundaries around the existing areas and say, look, you can't, we're not expanding. Um, and what does that mean for the housing within those areas? Uh, are we gonna see more apartments? Are we gonna see more condos? Are we gonna still see single family homes? Can you just elaborate a little bit more so in more real terms rather than just in terms of policy? Sure. What is this gonna impact? Sure. So I guess I guess the uh, uh, the important thing to, to note is, is 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 that that growth number and uh, the rate of growth that is how is, is is occurring in in Northumberland County. It's occurring a lot faster than it has in the last ten years. Um, and so what we've done is taken a look at all of our existing urban areas, again, where growth is to be directed. And we've determined that there is more than enough land currently designated within the urban areas to accommodate all new growth for the next 30 years. So there's enough residential land um, in all of our urban areas other than Port Hope. So our next step now is to look at lands in and around Port Hope and see, is there possibility for expansion of that uh, uh, urban area so that uh, they can meet the growth forecast that will, set, that will be allocated to the municipality. Um, for the rest of, for the rest, uh, you know, Coburg, Brighton, Campbellford, like I said, they all have more than enough land. So we have a bit of a, you know, uh, uh, two sides to the story. We have excess lands in some parts of the county to accommodate growth and, and not enough in Port Hope. So it's a bit of a, a balancing act now to figure out how we're going to make that work so that growth and uh, uh, development can occur uh, for, for every municipality. I can't help but feel that COVID has changed a lot of things too. And I wonder how has COVID and the pandemic impacted those growth projections? And will we see a higher than anticipated growth as people move to this region to get out of the greater Toronto area? Um, so I mentioned the growth rate. It's, 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 it's happening faster than it did 10, 15 years ago. We've actually doubled the rate of growth than, than, uh, from, 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 from the last decade uh, to what we've seen in the last few years. Um, so growth is, 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 is happening quicker and uh, it's expected to continue that way for the next uh, 30 years. Um, so 
we're in a position now where, like you said, we're seeing not only um, people coming out of the rest of the Toronto and the rest of the GTA out into Northumberland, but we're seeing our own uh, community change uh, and, and I'll say, I'll say uh, urbanize into wanting to be in uh, different forms of housing. We have an older demographic in Northumberland County um, and there comes a point in some people's lives when they want to downsize and maybe have uh, uh, you know, a smaller house or be in a, a, a condo apartment as opposed to you know, a larger uh, property uh, in the rural area or, or somewhere else in town. And we're seeing, not only are we seeing the growth rate change, and, uh, but we're also seeing the form of housing change in Northumberland County. Um, more of the uh, semi-detached houses and townhomes and, 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 and some more apartment buildings and condos in, in the areas that can accommodate that. So uh, more, more, more density, more intensification uh, in, in, in certain parts of, 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 of the in certain areas as well. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about affordable housing uh, on some level and, and dealing with that. Everything that you're talking about, it seems like a really fine balance between supply and demand. And also as development goes forward, you know, developers have their own plans. How are we going to address within all of these factors that you've explained today, the need to have something affordable in the marketplace when we've got limited land supply, we've got enough, but if we grow really fast, the the demand may be for detached homes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you look around, you know, in Coburg right now, drive anywhere, Coburg, they've got all sorts of stuff going up in the Northeast corner, drive through Colburn, mm -hmm. and they've got their new development going on. You go down to Brighton and mm -hmm. coming into Brighton, there's all sorts of development going on. How are we going to make sure that we get a stock of affordable housing in the midst of all these amazing things that you've talked about. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a challenge and one that we've been been working on for a number of years too with our with our housing division in Northumberland County, and um, I'm I'm not I'm not the lead on on, on the project, but the county did develop a. Uh, a housing strategy, an affordable housing strategy, not too long ago, uh, which looked at that that very issue, and again worked very closely with all of the local municipalities um, to uh, understand uh, first what 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 policies could be changed to entice more affordable housing development, what uh, what financial incentives. Uh, could be could be provided, and uh, and 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 bring those together in a in a in a kind of uh, package that could then be presented to to the community and and, and specifically the development community to ensure that more affordable housing opportunities exist. And we've already started to see some of some of that. Um, uh, the county has a, an affordable housing grant program that just started earlier this year. Um, we started to see some of the changes to uh, some of the local zoning bylaws and official plans that speak to uh, a what are called additional residential units or secondary suites on properties and allowing uh, basement apartments or uh, separate, uh, separate housing 
a second house on a property that can that, that is built specifically for uh, a rental property, which again, more supply in the rental market, which will help affordability rates. Um, so there are a number of different tools that are being used um, uh, across across the county to make sure that we we meet those objectives. But yes, it is. You're right. Absolutely right. It's a it's a it's a it's a hot topic for uh, I think every municipality right now. Well, in just thinking about what we've talked about today, mm-hmm. you're saying in one breath we're going to protect natural heritage and we're going to have development within contained urban areas. And you identified them all and and talked about it. And we've talked about different kinds of housing and intensification and, and dealing with that. So it seems like a lot of the cards sit with you guys, because if we've only got so much space and that's limited, and there's only so many opportunities to develop that's limited, then in a, a capitalist world, supply and demand is going to drive what developers are going to want to do with that. And they're going to want to maximize their profits. So again, what inspires these people, unless there are um, specific zoning and, and plans that say you have to develop so much affordable in this area, or, you know, you're bringing forward this kind of a subdivision in this area, you're coming before the County. Guess what? 30%, 50% has to be affordable. I mean, you do have some levers in your department to pull that can do that. And I guess my question to you is what are you doing with those levers to make sure that affordable housing is going to be created? Right. Right. Well, that's, 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 you know, part of what I said in terms of some of the policy and zoning changes that are coming at the, at, 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 you know, in consultation with the local municipalities who are the ones who are responsible for zoning bylaws. Uh, Inclusionary zoning is a tool that is used to do just what you said. It's if you're building, you know, a hundred new uh, lots for housing, a certain percentage of those need to be uh, considered affordable. And uh, we've we've defined affordability. We know what that means. Uh, We have a general um, uh, uh, number that I can't remember off the top of my head that as we've said we need uh, so many affordable housing units built within Northumberland County and allocated uh, those throughout the uh, seven member municipalities um, so still early stages but we are working toward making sure that we have that mix of housing right from affordability through the entire housing continuum uh, to make sure that there's there's a supply uh, for 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 everyone. It was interesting when I was reading the reports, uh, uh, one of the documents suggests 15,000 additional new households to be constructed over the next 30 years, or what they're saying, in other words, is 500 new households annually. That's an incredible number when you, you know, you think about it in the context of the space that we're talking about and, and, and the county. So very, very interesting. Duane, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Not a problem. It was my pleasure. I appreciate coming over, coming and being able to talk about uh, planning. This is only the uh, uh, start of everything that we'll be doing for Northumberland County. So I'd be happy to come back and talk to you about the rest of it another time. Excellent. Thank you. That was Dwayne Campbell, Manager of Planning and Inspection Services for Northumberland County. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. 
Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.